Hello, faithful listeners. This is Pastor John Cloudwater from Faith Lutheran Church here in Forest Lake, and we are so glad that you are listening online to our online podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks for participating in worship with us as we look forward to the week ahead. A first reading from John. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope and him purify themselves, just as he is pure. The word of the Lord. A gospel reading from the fifth chapter of Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up in the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who persecuted for the righteousness snake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace and peace to you, my friends, my saints in Christ. I was in the memory unit over at Amira. Many of the members that were gathered for the worship service were napping, but as soon as I suggested we start singing, everyone woke up. Everyone in the room started singing this little light of mine loudly. It was beautiful because no matter how much the effects of dementia had been weighing on the minds of those who were gathered, that light shone through them brightly. When we finished, one of the ladies who had now perked up said, we should sing it again. So we did. And I invited her to join the faith choir, Linda. Pretty sure she's an alto. Music often has a deep dwelling within the brain. It can be recalled years after lying dormant. 
It can bring us together across generations and upbringings. Music can unite us. Music is one of my fondest memories of Taryn's grandma, Rainey. So as we gathered with the kids and I said that I was lighting this candle for Grandma Rainey, part of her story is an important part of my story. I was a canoe guide the summer after I graduated from college, and Taryn was a camp counselor. And I wanted to spend some more time with her. And so I said, this is going to be my first trip, uh, my first canoe trip where I'm taking a group out. When I get off of trail at the end of the week, I said, Taryn, can we hang out together? And she said, John, I have other plans. <laughs> she said she was going to go see her grandparents who live in Nashwalk, which is about an hour away from camp up on the Iron Range, and that they were going to Iron World in Hibbing, and that they were going to go polka dancing. She said, if you want to hang out with me, you got to hang out with them, and you got to go polka dancing. So I went polka dancing. <laughs> and the legend of Buddy and Rainy, who literally owned the dance floor, also became part of our story. You know, visits to their home up in the woods always involved music, singing or playing the violin. They were always having fun and filled with joy. Buddy would disappear for long periods of time each morning to go off and pray. Grandma Rainey had a sign in, near the bathroom sink that said, that said, wash your hands and say your prayers because Jesus and germs are everywhere. You know, Grandma Rainey would sing, I love you, a bushel and a peck. And I'd never heard that song before, but now I know that thing by heart. And there was a flower pot that, when you walked past it, would surprise you every single time because it was motion activated, and it'd break out the swing dancing hit in the mood. You know, dementia also affected her towards the end of her life. But the thing about Grandma Rainey is the light of Christ always shone through her. Each year, All Saints marks a passage of time for us. This is our day to collectively say farewell to those who've gone before us, to remember them, the, the saints who've gone through this past year. So we do that for the members of our congregation whose stories have impacted our lives, who've impacted our church. Think about how the Sermon on the Mount was such an appropriate reading for us to hear as it went back and forth between the two voices of those two younger saints, as they were telling us about those who are blessed. It's a story of Jesus on this mountaintop lifting up the spirits and naming for everyone who is mourning or in sadness that they had the promise, they had a very important promise, that they would inherit the kingdom of heaven. The light of 20 saints in our congregation now flickers in heaven with Jesus, our Savior. But beyond our church, you noticed how many people turned in pictures as well. Many of us remember other loved ones from this year, but also in years past. There is no time limit on how long we grieve. There is no restriction on how long we lift up those memories. In our brood theology time at 10.30 this morning, we're going to talk about how living matters, how we learn from those who've gone before us. 
And we're going to reflect on a quote from Anne Lamott, who in her book, Bird by Bird, described her friend Pammy's impending death. And someone gave her some advice. Someone told her, watch Pammy carefully right now, because she's teaching you how to live. When we gather with each other at a funeral, we're celebrating the promise of resurrection, but we're also celebrating how that person lived. How did the light of Christ shine through them? We often do that by making the service personal, by naming that that this beloved person is a child of God. But often we tell their faith story because often their faith story is the path that they have followed that we've been able to see. This is why they knew that Christ was in their life and this is why Jesus was so important to them. It's how we see how God has been at work in and through their lives and how they have now continued that journey to heaven. One of the things that I like to do on All Saints Sunday is to lift up a few of those stories. And certainly with 20 saints who've gone before us, I'm not going to share and reshare everything from this past year. But a few of those saints that we've been able to remember in this congregation have stories that we can learn from, hear their faith journey a little bit. And so today on All Saints Sunday, we remember a saint who died on All Saints Day a year ago. We remember Jean Anderson. And Jean actually wrote down her own stories and her words of wisdom that were collected into a book. And one of those was summed up in this quote that she wrote. She said, my biggest happiness is that I have love, life, and laughter along with faith. Every morning when I wake up, I thank God for another day. And every night, I thank God again for giving me that day. Oh, just powerful. Or Steve Wells. Steve loved to share. He loved to serve. You know, Grandma's Attic was one of his favorite days to go into the gym and help get everything ready because he loved how the kids would come forward and pick out these gifts. And it was teaching them how to share, how to think of others. Steve would come to old guys and tell us stories about prison ministry and befriending and Stephen's ministries and walking with people. Many of the stories that, that we remember about Steve Wells begin with the phrase, wouldn't it be fun? He'd often open up the classifieds and look at the miscellaneous items for sale. And then that phrase would pop up. Wouldn't it be fun to have a go-kart? So he went and he found out it wasn't a go-kart. It was a golf cart, but he got it anyway. And then he saw the biggest possible thing. He said, wouldn't it be fun as he looks at the paper, to get a Ferris wheel. The city told him no, so that his loving wife and very patient wife, Gail, didn't have to. I think about Jerry Robinson. He was a confirmation guide for many people. Many of you gathered here today had him as a confirmation guide. One of his students, Lori, grew up, and Jerry inspired her to become a confirmation guide. She said, Jerry was so happy and confident in his faith. He always set a great example. I love the storytellers who, even when I was on sabbatical and I missed and didn't get to participate with you for their funerals, those stories got lifted up in amazing ways. For example, Bill Hoare, who wrote a book 
that he recounted to me the last time I met with him. He, he was so excited. He was telling me all about this book that he had written, and it was an adventure story for young adults. And he had a publisher through Peace Corps Publishing. He had everything figured out, but he was stumped. Everything was done except the book needed a cover. He said, if there was only an artist that would somehow be able to come up with a cover for my book, I can have it finished. And I said, oh, I know somebody. I know somebody from faith. So I reached out to Becky Wosick, a phenomenal artist in our congregation who has illustrated children's books. Becky, uh, Becky gratefully connected with Bill and they came up with this. Robbie and the Pirate Mouse, and it's almost ready to be published. Or there's Dolores Weida, who, after hearing a few of my sermons, I mean, obviously, a lot of my sermons do come back to canoeing and being outside and, uh, and some of that. After hearing a few of those, she shared with me her book. She's like, I've got all of these stories about my adventures. And she wanted me to see how canoeing and the outdoors had affected her life. There's a way for those memories to be shared and her stories to live on. And there's Will. If you've ever played music in the band over time here at Faith Lutheran, you've played with Will. He's played with you. Plays that bass because he just loves to be there to support and encourage. His service was a musical tribute to him as many musicians arrived to play for his service that day, and they lifted up songs that praised God. And his friends who didn't realize how much of an important piece church had been to him were in awe at what an impact this was for, for Will. Of course, there's Faith Eck. She told her stories through photography, through photography, and often there were pictures that she took of the heavens that she had done some extensive planning to get herself in a position to be able to go take these pictures. She'd love to go on these adventures with Jeff. And so many times, these snapshots of God's beautiful uh, creation, uh, she'd have to go all over, but sometimes they were just right there, right out her window. Like this one that she took in May of a young bird being fed in the nest. As Faith's loved ones gathered to say farewell to her, this massive collection of her photos were given away so everyone who was there had a keepsake to take home with them to remember what Faith saw through her eyes. One last story about Faith. She loved The Wizard of Oz, like could quote the entire movie. So Deacon Nina, when you led that service, you wore ruby red slippers to the funeral. And upon recognizing that Faith's new dwelling is with our Father in heaven, you reminded those gathered that for Faith, there's no place like home. You know, the advice to Anne Lamott was right. Saints can and do teach us how to live. That's clearly what Jesus was doing on the Sermon on the Mount as those gathered were downtrodden or sad or oppressed. Nobody who was around him was someone who would identify as being blessed or set apart or clearly living the good life. Yet it's those who were around Jesus that he called blessed. 
until those at the very end who are blessed turns into you. At the end of this beatitude, he reminds us, you, you are blessed. When you're persecuted, reviled, you are blessed. Will we believe those promises for ourselves or not? Will we believe that God will make all things right for us? Because if so, we can rejoice and be glad, knowing we have a great reward in heaven. Because you, yes, you, Dave, and Anne, and Sally, and Evie, and Morgan, and Jean, and Kyle, I could go around. You are blessed. Your life matters. Your faith story as it is being written is making a difference in the lives of others. Never forget how big of an impact your faith has on those that you meet. Someday heaven awaits, but in the meantime, live well for God today. Amen.